Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun hey. of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome into another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Real Golf. We would love it if you gave us a follow and jo- join in the conversation, share some of your thoughts and comments about the show, what you like, and about the topics in the game of golf. At Real Golf is where you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Real Golf Radio. We got a fun show for you coming up this week. Our good friend Kenny Perry is going to kick it off as we talk to him about the the return of the Champions Tour coming up next week in Flint, Michigan. Also, you know, he's a three-time winner of the 3M Championship, formerly a Champions Tour event, where they're playing the PGA Tours 3M this week at TPC Twin Cities. We'll get his take as a three-time champ on that golf course. Uh, also, we want to ask him a couple of questions. One, the question on the table, a lot to be discussed, Tony Finau splitting ways with his caddy. Of course, yep. as you know, we have the caddy who joins us each and every week on the show, and he will be joining us again. So I wanted to know that, you know, it's an interesting thing. You know, you've got a guy that's had a, a caddy his whole professional career on the PGA Tour, decides to part ways. Something has to give. Tony's been close and hasn't been able to close the deal and get the W that he's looking for. He's just got the one back in Puerto Rico in 16. So he's anxious to get something done, so he mixes it up with a caddy uh, change. That's not unusual in the game of no, golf. No, it's gonna, not unusual. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that. We'll get Kenny's take on it. Also, we're going to have Kenny's uh, advice for Mike Weir, who makes his debut on the Champions Tour next week. We'll see what he thinks uh, uh, for a Champions Tour rookie coming well, up. Well, it, it, it's, it's going to be a good thing for Mike. Uh, just turned 50 years of age. He's, he's, you know, he's been a great player. He won the Masters. Uh, won quite a few events on the PGA Tour, and now he has an opportunity to kind of get that resurgence in his game and his career by playing the PGA Tour champion. So uh, it's going to be a good one for him. It'll probably be a good one for him that week because he's used to playing that golf course before. Yeah, we'll also talk to Scott Michaud, uh, formerly of the Augusta Chronicle, longtime veteran golf writer who lives out there in Augusta, Georgia area. And uh, he's now with a Global Golf Post, and we'll get his take on what he's hearing, if anything, out of Augusta National, 
as uh, it pertains to the upcoming Masters in November. We're all anxious. We're hoping it's going to happen. So yeah. we got a lot of fun things, some good guests, some good topics to take on, and uh, we'll get to it all coming up next. And, uh, again, we kick things off with Kenny Perry. I, you know, people ask quite frequently, who's your favorite guest that you've interviewed over the years? And Kenny ranks right up there. He's just yeah, he, one of the best fun-loving guys you'll ever meet. He is just a great guy and always has time for an interview. Um, he's done some great interviews with us. Yeah, he has, and uh, hopefully this will be another one. Coming up next as we kick things off on Real Golf Radio. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. But what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded ready to fish find your river quiver at riversmith.com to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting callaway can't stop pushing the limits that's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new maverick irons ai has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch new distance is out there it takes a maverick to find it get new distance at callawaygolf.com callaway the number one irons in golf how did we create our most advanced tour ball ever we invested and built one of the most advanced golf ball facilities in the world inside and out We've re-engineered every aspect of ChromeSoft to create our fastest, highest quality, and most consistent tour ball ever. A new era of innovation has built a ball for total performance. The new ChromeSoft. This ball changes everything. From the brand that sells over 2 million backpacks per year, OGO's new Fuse Stand Bag will have you feeling as fresh on the 17th hole as you did on the 2nd. Integrating industry-leading strap technology, OGO's Fuse Stand Bag is the perfect companion for the walking golfer. With wide and dense padding and the self-leveling fit disc technology, the Fuse delivers unparalleled walkability. This season, make sure your stand bag is as light as Fuse. Learn more about the best bags in golf at OGO.com slash golf. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember.
Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Really excited to welcome back our good friend. He's a 14-time winner on the PGA Tour. He's a 10-time winner on the Champions Tour. And uh, by the way, he won the 3M Championship, which uh, was played on TPC Twin Cities, where the PGA Tour is playing this week. He won that event three times. And uh, kind enough to join us right now is good buddy Kenny Perry. Kenny, how are you, man? I'm great, Brian. Bob, I'm excited to be on. I always love talking to you guys. Well, that's nice of you. We love having you on the show. You're one of our favorites. People ask all the time, you know, who's one of your favorite interviews? And you're the first that comes to mind every time. We've we've always enjoyed visiting with you, and and uh, we appreciate you taking some time. So, hey, the, the, the young guys are playing this week on your golf course. So uh, you won there three times, and they've now switched it to a PGA Tour event. What, what's your – give us the, the rundown on, on TPC Twin Cities. Yeah, the young guys took my annuity away, which really made me mad, for one thing. Uh, but then, I'm, I'm really not impressed with these guys. I mean, I, we were shooting 20-something under for three rounds, and they they struggled to get it just over 20 and four. So, I don't know what you say about all that. I don't know, but I need to go back there and challenge them a little bit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Throwing down on it. those guys. The gauntlet. <laughs> So, t- a so tell us a little bit that about golf that golf course. course. What was yeah. what was it about the golf course that helped you to be so successful there? Well, one thing, you know, it it was definitely target golf. It was pretty generous off the tee, but you need length was a huge factor there. Uh, it made the par fives come into play where I could get to the par fives and two, and uh, and you can watch the big bombers, those kids. You know, they're kind of doing the same thing. You know, there's. I saw somebody shot eight under today, and I watched a couple of holes. They were they were rifling on those par fives, no problem. But to me, I loved it because the greens were pretty subtle. There wasn't a lot of break in the greens. They're just nice bent grass greens. They were uh, just a joy to putt. And and the golf course just did not you didn't feel claustrophobic on it. You know the the guys who could hit it could let it rip. And to me, it was just like man, put the pedal down, hit that loud pedal on the gas. And let her fly, and uh, it just fell right into my wheelhouse. It was just one of those golf courses when I walked on on campus. It just seemed like, you know, I was going to play well that week for some reason. I just had always great vibes there. We always had big fans and big galleries. One year, I had a two-shot lead coming into 18, and that's that par five, and it's all over water, your second shot. And I only had like 225 to the hole, and I was carrying a three-iron and a five-wood, I, was, I looked at my caddy. I said, "Watch this! I'm taking this five wood. And I'm I'm going to hit this in the crowd behind the green into the grandstands on purpose." I said, "Then the cost the ball drop was right there, uh, where the ball would enter the stands. You could drop it right there. And you'd only be 20, 30 feet from the hole because the pin was back right always, and the ball drop was kind of back there in that area. <laughs> so I took a five wood. I guess I was jacked up, and I hit it great. I mean, right at the stick, but it flew the People and the grandstand going to grandstand all over the grandstand, but I still got to drive it back in the circle, chipped up, made my birdie, and uh, still won by three or four or whatever. That's but, awesome. Uh, that was it. I keep watching those guys. I watched Dustin Johnson today. He put three or four in the water there, made a nine or ten on that hole today. Uh, which you know he's sitting there hitting six iron in the green. I'm back there hitting five wood, but uh, so you know that hole is is a risk reward hole. I mean it was. One of those kind that, you know, I saw uh, Matthew Wolf hit some kind of six or five iron in their stiff. I don't know if he made the putt or not. I don't remember today. But 
Um, a lot of fun there. I mean, it just felt like you could make birdies on all these holes. I remember I made a hole-in-one on the fourth hole, the par three today. I put the TV on, and the first hole they showed was the fourth hole. I said, hey, so any pin plays within where I made a one that one year, remember? And uh, so it was a pretty neat kind of look back at those holes. I missed going there. I said, that place was, was just fun for me to play. Kenny Perry joining us uh, right here on Real Golf Radio. So it's interesting you bring up the strategy of, you know, ripping it, you know, take the water out of play, rip it into the grandstands, take your drop. And and that's really one of the, that's one of the differences now, isn't it, for the guys that because you don't have grandstands, you don't have fans, and you can't quite play that bumper pool. You know, I didn't even think about that until you just said that. You're right. There are no big grandstands right off the green, behind the green. You can play bumper pool a little bit back there and, and it would save you, but you're right. You gotta if you'd hit that shot, I'd be like, you know, I'd be in the clubhouse back there without a bounce or whatever. <laughs> but you're but right. That, I didn't even think about that. That must be weird. Uh, that for me, kind of like next week, uh, we've got no uh, no fans or anything next week. That's gonna be weird. I just, I just, it's gonna be odd. I, I watch these guys on TV, and you don't see anybody but just the players and caddies, and maybe a few TV people or scores in the group, and that is it. I mean, it's just odd. I mean, you kind of you get juiced up from the fans when you're playing good. I love to feel the energy from the from the people and uh, the vibes and listen to what they're saying and everything. It pumps you up. But I don't know. It's going to be kind of weird next week when we head to Flint uh, for me to go out there and it's going to be quiet. You're going to hear a lot of birds chirping and dogs barking and uh, no people wrestling around the greens. It's going to be quite interesting. So this week, this week they're playing where you won the 3M. Next week you're playing where you won on the PGA Tour in the Buick, and you won there twice Correct. as well. So this is also a great golf course for you next week. Uh, yeah, and they're and they're very similar golf courses. Uh, you know, uh, 3M has a little more water and trouble. Flint's more of an old style golf course, tree line. Uh, it's kind of funny. The front nine and the back nine kind of pair up against each other. Like when you're going down one, you'll see the people going down 10. You'll see them all day, you know, because all the front and the, the, the holes kind of pair up beside each other. It's kind of interesting watching the group, you know, that feed off the back nine. Uh, if you're on the front, you're kind of together all day. You're kind of with the same uh, bunch of people, which is kind of interesting how it is. But, you know, Flint was always – it's the same. The greens are very subtle. They're, they're bent grass. I love bent grass. And they're big. They hold very well. Uh, they're fun to putt. Uh, I remember Robert Wren shooting like 26 under there one year. Uh, and I was thinking, how the heck did that guy shoot that low? I said, that is unreal. And then once I kind of got a feel for it and got a little more aggressive, and uh, next thing you know, I was shooting, you know, 20-something under or whatever, winning golf tournaments there. So, uh, got great feelings. I just I always enjoyed the people, the clubhouse, the locker room with with the locker room attendants, and uh, and for me, it, it's just you. When I'm going back there, I just got great memories and, and just great feelings. I just look forward to always going back to the places where you win. Did you ever buy a Buick after winning there a couple times? Well, you know, I won. They gave me one. They oh. gave me two of them. Nice. So yeah, they gave my dad time, one too when he or two of them when he won there as well. Exactly. So, uh, of course, Andy, he was having to drive one of those little minivans. Back then, minivans weren't too cool or whatever, Aerostar <laughs> or whatever it was. But uh, <laughs> I said, you look good in that, hon. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, back back in uh, 2001 when uh, we were, we had practical vehicles, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Oh, that's funny. Hey, Kenny, hang on one second. We got to take a short break. we got some more questions for you. So hang with us. We'll be back with more with Kenny Perry right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember Tee it up at Uinta Golf and find your right fit. At Uinta Golf, they take customer service to a whole new level. Not only do they fit for clubs, they take pride in servicing customers throughout the entire store. They'll help you find the right shoes, bags, gloves, balls, apparel, and more. You'll find name brand equipment at guaranteed lowest prices every day. So buy it, try it. They know you'll like it because Uinta Golf helped you find the right equipment. Visit Uinta Golf and get custom fit today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. This segment brought to you by the new Chrome Soft 2020. The Chrome Soft 2020 and Chrome Soft X available now in uh, your favorite pro shop or stores. Check it out. This ball changes everything again check uh bob and i have both had a chance to play it bob i think you the very first hole you played you 
Made a birdie. There you go. Uh, I believe you're still one under. Uh, you played two holes, birdie par, finished things out. So uh, well done. Check it out for yourself. Uh, the new Chrome Soft 2020, uh, Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X from Callaway and CallawayGolf.com. All right, continuing now with our good friend Kenny Perry. Hey, Kenny. Uh, so uh, our good buddy Mike Weir, he makes his uh, rookie <laughs> debut on the Champions Tour next week. So as a as a veteran out there, you know, I don't know if you if you got any like rituals for hazing the the rookies coming out or or uh, or at least some advice uh, for you know uh, the first time Champions Tour player. Yeah, I would definitely tell Mike, uh, you know, when I first turned 50, I thought, man, this is, you know, I, I didn't won twice. And, and uh, I was 48, I won twice on the PGA, or three times, and at 49, I won twice, and then I turned 50. And I'm thinking, this is going to be a cakewalk. I'm going to roll these guys when I show up out there on the Champions Tour. And I showed up in <laughs> at, at the Woodlands in Texas. It, and it, the Woodlands is a great golf course. We played a lot of PGA events there, and, and they've moved on, but when we play there now, the golf course is still the same length and, and everything. Nothing. It, it's like deja vu when you play there. It, the tee boxes have not changed or nothing. So uh, I stroll out there thinking I'm just going to roll these guys. And I shoot nine or ten under for three rounds. And I'm thinking, you know, back on the when it was a PGA event, you know, that was pretty good. You know, usually 12 to 15, you know, won the golf tournament. Well, Fred Tuple shoots 21 under, and I'm thinking, uh-oh. I was like, I need to go back to the regular tour. They're going to run me off this joint. So, for Mike, you know, I need to I, – I tell Mike, you know, you need to be ready. I said, these guys will roll you over because it is a, it is the kind of golf where it's like a 100-yard dash. It is it is nonstop birdie. you got to run. you got to go. you got to play more aggressive than you ever played. I mean, I'm hitting drivers on holes I would never hit drivers on on the PGA Tour just to try to get it further down there, get a chance to make birdie, challenge the trouble, the OB, the water, whatever it is. And next thing you know, I was like, I started getting a little bit comfortable out there my rookie year. And uh, then I started winning some events. And I started kind of getting the hang of it, getting the feel for it. You know, he's going to be playing golf courses he's never played before, but I know he's played Flint, so he'll feel very comfortable there at Warwick Hills. So, but, you know, when he gets there, if he thinks he's going to just get out there and dominate, you know, there's been a few guys who open up first, you know, their first tournament they win. Like, Ernie, I don't think Ernie L's won, but he almost won. And then, you know, took him a couple tournaments, and he's, he's, he's now gotten the winner's circle. Uh, so, uh, I think Rocco Media won his first time out. I mean, there's a few guys who win their first, their inaugural Champions Tour event. But most of the time, it's, it takes the guys a little bit of time to kind of get comfortable out there to kind of see what's going on to, to realize the pace of play. If you open up with an even par or one over, I mean, it's almost impossible out there to catch you back up by Sunday. I mean, it is, it's kind of pressure from the get-go. You need to kind of open up three or four or five under and uh, then kind of hang in there with them because it's a slugfest out there. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, uh they, they set the courses up to where we can get at them a little bit. and uh, But as I've noticed, if I've gotten older, you know, this is my 10th year out there. I turned 60 in a couple weeks. Uh, I've noticed the golf course, or either I'm just getting old and I don't hit it as far as I used to or whatever. But I've noticed the golf courses are getting longer and longer and longer. Maybe it's because I'm getting shorter. I don't know. But it just seems like they're – I feel like I'm getting back on the PGA Tour again. I feel like they're trying to make the, the Champions Tour a more competitive tour a more competition tour as more as instead of a social tour uh, yeah. to where the guys have a lot of fun, make lots of birdies, 
there's a, you know a lot of guys hanging out having a good time but uh, to me it, it's starting to remind me of the of the of the PGA tour because it's becoming they're starting to set the pins a lot closer to the edges instead of you know middle right middle left you know middle of the green or just in the front they're starting to cut edges cut corners a little bit I've noticed and it's starting to get a little bit tougher out there so uh, just Mike he just needs to be patient uh, he's got he's got a world class short game I always remember how great a chipper and putter he was. Uh, so if, he, if his drivers come back, I know he struggled a little bit with the elbow. He had elbow surgery, and I knew that threw him for a loop for a year or two, but I know he's come back. I've seen him play in a couple of tour events. I saw his name on uh, on the board, so I know he's been competitive a little bit and playing a little bit, but uh, he's going to love it. He's going to love the, the camaraderie amongst all the players. Uh, there will be a lot of people giving him high fives and welcoming him to the tour, and uh, I think he's really going to enjoy it. He's going to enjoy it. He'll feel like, you know, he's back on tour again, you know, 20 years ago because it's the same face he's seen for a long time. That's awesome. Kenny Perry joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So, Kenny, uh, when you look at Phil Mickelson, uh, he's he's eligible. He hasn't really gotten out and played much, but do you think Phil's going to be kind of that next guy that jumps out there and uh, if he chooses to, to, that can kind of do some Hell Irwin, Bernhard Longer type stuff out there? You mean the dropping bombs guy? <laughs> <laughs> and the pass, the guy with the biggest pass? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, he it, he still crushes it. I mean, I've watched him here lately on tour, and he's still got huge ball speed, club head speed. And uh, But I, I just don't – I hope he comes out. I really do. I really want him to come play our tour. Uh, but he hadn't said anything that he was going to play it. But I think he would love coming out and playing with us uh, because he's he's so full of crap. It's so funny all the words he likes to throw <laughs> at you, and and the, he'll have so much fun on the championship tour. He really will have a lot of fun, and he could definitely dominate out there with his short game abilities and his length. He would be tough each and every week out there. He'd be a tough guy to beat. He tried a so, seventy-yard putt last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. He's tipping on the green and everything. I don't know what was wrong with him last week. He was doing crazy stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, Kenny. Um, one of the guys that we have on all the time. He he's right here from Utah. Tony Finau. Um, he he announced this week that he broke up with his caddy, who has been with him since the beginning of his career. Um, and on, on the PGA Tour from when he was a rookie. You've gone through that same similar type of process with uh, splitting with your caddy, a guy that you had for a long time. Tell us a little bit about that and and, and why guys do those types of things. Well, I had Andy Lano first, and I won five times with Andy Lano. I mean, I actually got in the winner's circle. Tony's having trouble getting into the winner's circle. So uh, when I split with Andy and went with Fred Sanders, who worked with me for the next 20 years, uh, you know, you start to get the personal differences. You start to get, you know, you need to connect with a guy that you can have fun with. You you know, you just feel more like a brotherhood out there and you're not fighting uh, over club selections. Uh, you need to have a guy that'll have your back a little bit, that'll, that'll pump you up when you're down a little bit. You know, they need to be a little bit of a psychologist where they can kind of read you a little bit while you're on the golf course. Uh, know when you're mad. Know when to say something. Know when not to say something. Uh, and... You know what, the, I, the caddies, great caddies are have a great knack for that. And uh, I think it's a good move. I mean, Tony's playing. We watched him. You watched him at Muirfield. I watched uh, in the in the shootout. Uh, him and John Rahm were unreal. I mean, 
you could just see the power in both these guys. And, uh, you know, and then he got in the tournament. He shoots eight under first round. And next thing you know, he's fading day after day. And then the last day I saw he had two doubles and a triple on Sunday and finished two under and ended up still top or eighth, I think, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So uh, those things, when you start seeing it go in that direction and it's a continual process and, and you know, it, he's not getting over the hump, yeah, I think it's great to change. I think it's time to get a, a fresh idea, a fresh face in there, somebody who's excited to be on the bag. Uh, you never know what the chemistry is between the player and the caddy, what's going on between the guy he's had with him for the last five years. Uh, I hate that. I hate that for any caddy getting fired. But the player sometimes needs to make a call, needs to change it up. Uh, you know, Tony's got a wife, four kids, I believe. Uh, and he is super talented and a super great kid. I love talking to him. I remember when he was – I played with him when he was 16. Him and his brother at Milwaukee one year, he was only six, 15 or 16 years old at the time, I believe, or 17. And he was on a couple of those holes. I would hit uh, driver to the creek, and he was hitting driver on the green. Oh, you know, like 380 yards. I mean, it was a phenomenal – exhibition of power watching him play and I knew he was going to be a superstar so uh, it's there for him he just needs to figure out a way to rein it in to control his emotions a little bit better uh, get a little bit of confidence and once he kind of gets the, that ball over the hill and start rolling downhill instead of going uphill you know it's liable to open a lot of doors and he's going to start you know making some wins and is they're going to come easy for him once he kind of gets through and gets that first win I can see a lot of wins coming his way and Kenny don't you think it's that as you said sometimes it's just a change of pace you know whether it's not really a commentary on whether that caddy's a good caddy necessarily it just sometimes you know it's like a, if a basketball team or other sports teams not playing well sometimes the coach gets fired because you you know players are under contract in those sports and they're the stars and in this case you know you, you can't really fire the player you know you have to you have to mix something up and uh, unfortunately that comes down to the caddy often huh well, you know, it's a shame, but, the, you know, the caddy usually takes the brunt of it. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, it, it's hard to do. It's hard to fire somebody, a good friend or a, a, a great person you've, you've had a lot of success with or you just know you've you spent a lot of time with. they become part of your family. And uh, it is tough. It's tough. A lot of tears are shed, and uh, it's, it's a hard thing to do, but, Looking down into the future, you've got to, you know, the player has to got to say, I've got, you know, if this is not working and I don't see me getting any better, I've got to change something. And you're right. Coaches get fired in basketball, football, whatever, major sports. The the coach is the one that gets fired, and that's like the caddy. The caddy is a kind of coach. He's he's your psychologist. He's your, you know, whatever, your, your eyes on your golf swing putting you know the player may ask the caddy you know do you see anything wrong today why am I off today you know I don't feel right and uh you know the caddy needs to know enough to kind of put a word in there that puts some some positive thoughts in your player's head that actually gets you squared away and gets you through the round because you know everybody knows you play golf it's funny you can shoot 64 one day and all you did was go to sleep and wake up next thing you know you're shooting 78 the next and you're wondering what did I, I didn't do nothing but go to bed I mean, and it's just, you know, that's the nature of the beast. That's golf. I mean, it is a, it's a brutal sport uh, mentally uh, on all the players because it's such an up or down roller coaster out there uh, each and every day. It's hard to really stay on top of it. I tell people, 
it's a game you can only contain for short periods of time. I mean, you can't beat this game. And, you know, that's when it's tough. Uh, and I feel sorry for Caddy. You see, you see a kind of a merry-go-round of Caddy's out there getting fired and uh, showing up with a different player. And then you're always asking, what happened? Well, I mean, what was the reason? And, and it, ultimately, it boils down to the player. The player needs to be comfortable, needs to – you know, be confident, and this is his livelihood. You've only got to, yep. especially on the on the on the tour. It's a short window. There's only like four tournaments left before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. And so, you know, time's coming. You know, it's crunch time, and uh, their schedules are crazy now. That the PGA Tour is. I wouldn't have liked to play the PGA Tour now because you got to travel all over the world, uh, and. And then you've got a short season in, in the United States, and it's just – it's a whirlwind for those guys. And, you know, I can see a lot of emotions up and down and, and, and struggles out there. It, it can be very taxing. Well, Kenny, we appreciate you taking some time, man. Uh, happy birthday in a couple of weeks, by the way, 6-0. You doing anything special yeah. for 6-0? Uh, it gets a little bit easier to shoot my age. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told Bob when he turned 6-0 a couple weeks ago. I said, let's go, man. Let's go. Shoot your age. That's it. That's what we're after, man. I'm 46, so I can shoot my age for nine. I got that covered anyway. Oh, yeah. I hope I don't go that direction. It'll be, it'll be yeah. I'll have to hang them up. Yep. <laughs> oh man well it's always good to visit with you uh best of luck out there next week have a fun time and uh by the way uh, are you gonna are you gonna be wait are you gonna wave to the imaginary gallery when you make a birdie putt what are you gonna do uh i guess you can do whatever you want to it really doesn't matter does it <laughs> <laughs> there you go hey by the way go ahead you got me it's good. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be weird. It's going to be silent. You're going to make. You may make four birdies in a row and never hear nothing from anybody. <laughs> you got to. Wow. You got to play it in your mind. You got to hear the roars in your mind, like we all do as amateurs. Yeah, so, yeah. we need to bring out a little stereo and, and play the applause. You know, or play yeah. it really loud. <laughs> hey, by the way, you breaking down Tony and uh, his family, his wins, all that kind of stuff. When you're done playing golf, you got to get into that broadcast game, man. You'd be good at it. No, you guys are the pros at that. I just like I, I'm good at I'm good at BSing on some things, but uh, you know that's just the way it goes. <laughs> well, have a good time. Uh, we we always appreciate being able to visit with you. It's always fun and entertaining, and uh, we'll we'll be looking for you next week. We'll see how you do. We'll look for you, man. All right, guys. Great talking to you. All right, be All right, safe. Buddy. There see you go. Later. Kenny Perry joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. we got to take a short break. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate Kenny. More of the show coming up next. Love what you've been seeing from Quater by Travis Matthew? Then you'll love the new additions to their golf footwear line, the Ringer and the Wild Card. Whether you're looking to just show up and swing or if you're looking for something that'll make you look like you know what you're doing, even if your game says otherwise, Quater's new premium performance golf shoes have something for everyone. First-time customers will receive 15% off their purchase when they visit Quater.com. That's 15% off your first Quater purchase when you visit www.Quater.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. 
which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyperacuity. What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Maverick Driver. You know, Callaway's created its fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. You can check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Or better yet, just go pick one up and take it out and bomb it. Um, That's 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 what I say. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good stuff with Kenny Perry. I mean, uh, absolutely love that guy. And uh, if we don't take him up on an opportunity to go spend some time in Franklin, Kentucky, Bob, play some golf and drive some fast cars, we are crazy. So we, <laughs> we agree with you. We need to make sure that we do that sometime really soon. That could, maybe yeah. that could be a good little 60th you know, birthday celebration since it was, we had all kinds of plans for your 60th. Kenny turned 60 in a couple of weeks, but uh, COVID sort of shut everything down. So, so maybe, we can, maybe we can find a time to make that happen. We can figure it out. Yeah. So we got some sky miles that we need to burn here. Yep. Uh, flights are fairly affordable, and nobody's flying, so maybe there's an opportunity. So, mm-hmm. but um, anyway, all right, we we got. Let's, there's a lot to cover from what Kenny talked about, but I, I want to move quickly into 
one of the discussions we'll get more into with the caddy, and that's Tony Finau uh, parting ways with his caddy. You know, it's a hard thing. He's been with him his entire PGA Tour career. Correct. We, we sort of have a soft spot for caddies. We we started tourcaddies.com. We have, uh, you know, the caddy who joins us and has joined us ever since we've been doing the show. And he's fantastic. And we've had a chance to be around a lot of caddies. And they're an integral part of the team and, and the success. Sometimes things just aren't going well. Whether it's the caddy's fault or not, as you heard Kenny say, it kind of comes back down on the caddy, right? I mean, they, him, yeah. they sort of have to – I mean – the way I look at it is like any sports team or any business, you know, if things aren't going the way it needs to go or the expectations that, that are, that are there, then there needs to be a change made. And in, in golf's case, you, you can't really fire the player. You can't trade Tony. Right. I mean, he's, no. <laughs> he is the guy, right? He's the team of yep. one. Yep. And it's not like he's going to divorce his wife or stop hanging out with his kids or his parents or things like that. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to joke about those serious things. My point is it kind of comes down to two people, the swing coach or the caddy. I mean, that's really the two options. And so the caddy gets, gets the boot and uh, the swing coach is on the bag. You you had a chance to talk with uh, a member of Tony's camp about this move what what did you learn well i learned that you know um there's a lot of things that tony's come a long way and he's come a long way with his caddy that he that he had um but you know last week you know he's he's had a lot of close calls he had a close call earlier this year in uh in that that event in phoenix where he lost in a playoff um, but you know, and, and he, and he played well for two rounds at, uh, Memorial last week and partway through the, th- the third round, he was leading by three shots, but I, I guess the, the straw that kind of set things in motion was, um, the 14th hole in on Saturday. And, uh, that's where the slide started to happen and that's where it continued to happen. And then Sunday it continued to happen even more. Um, Tony went from, I think, 12 or 13 under to two under par for the tournament at the end and finished tied for eight. But um, he felt that uh, Tony needed somebody that was going to push him, that was going to, um, to, I guess, get him in a positive attitude when things, when things were tight and when uh, the pressure was on and that kind of thing to get him to be able to perform better and that kind of thing. So I do know that, um, that there was discussions with, um, bones. Wow. Fred or Phil Mickelson's, um, old caddy, just from a consulting standpoint, uh, caddies that are out on tour right now that, that he felt could really help Tony. Also, uh, Steve, Williams, Stevie wow. Williams, Whoa. was another one that called um, to to discuss those types of options with with the the group and the team on on guys that would really that Tony would really benefit from. So wait a minute, um, you're telling me that uh, if, if Tony might be picking up Steve Williams or Bones for what, the, on the back? No, that that and that's <laughs> breaking not, that's news. Not Come on, Bob, breaking news. Yeah. 
that would be pretty sweet. That would be unbelievable. Um, you know, Bones caddied the last couple of weeks for Matthew Fitzpatrick, and he finished third last week um, at Memorial. But what I'm saying is those guys, they've reached out and uh, kind of given them, uh, kind of in a consulting manner and given them ideas on guys out on tour right now. Here's some that caddies, caddies that might fit and be a good, be a good option. Really right? be a great yeah. fit for them. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, hey, well, those are two of the most successful caddies that we've seen and uh, they uh, would be a good ones to consult with. No doubt about yep. it. To your point, Bob, let's go back to, you know, you mentioned that Tony played well for a couple rounds or what have uh-huh. you. And, and by the way, great first start with the Boyd, the Boyd Summerhays on the bag as swing coach. They go out and shoot yep. 65. So that's pretty good. But it, First round scoring average uh, for Tony this this year, sixty nine point three six. That's eighteenth on the PGA Tour. Right? That's good, yeah. man. You get top twenty. That's it's great. Round two scoring average sixty nine point two one. That's twenty fifth. And here's the interesting thing for that's me: great I, stuff. I, yeah, that's great stuff. I, I thought we would see a trend where it would just keep going that way, but his round three scoring average is actually sixty eight point three six. It's fourteenth. Wow. So I, I kind of thought we would see it fall off a little bit on the weekend. Not not the case. Round four scoring average, 71.64, 171st. There you go. So three shots difference in Sunday, Sunday round scoring average. From that's Saturday. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That, it's, that th- it's, it's three and a third strokes. Yeah. When that happens, um, you're, you're, you're getting lapped. Getting lapped by the field. It's yeah, uh, and and that's where you start to say, okay, there's there's some things going on here, right? Right, um, exactly. And and that's the and that's the difficult thing, when when for those first three rounds he's he's sub seventy in his scoring average, and then you see him you see him increase by three shots. Um, it's it's not only it's it's we've seen Tony handle pressure. We've seen him come up big in Ryder Cups. We've seen him play extremely well in majors. Um, but for him to to go that high in his final round, then then there's something that is not gelling right, uh, whether it's handling the pressure, whether it's making putts, whether it's uh, the caddy calling off him off of shots. Um, it, there's just something going on there that needed to change. And that's why I think Tony made the change. All right. Well, and again, you look at the rest of his stats, Bob, I'm not, I'm not ready to sell Tony Finau stock. Uh, I, I get it that, uh, that he's had some struggles and has put himself in position, but guess what? You don't get criticized for playing how you play on the weekend. If you don't put yourself in position to in be that in, position, yeah, right. to be in, in contention. So, uh, his strokes gain total on the season is mm-hmm. 12th on the PGA wow. tour, right? Wow. His strokes gain T to green 11th. Um, you know, his strokes gained around the green. So, you know, his scrambling and all that 19th, um, strokes gained approach the green. Uh, he's 28th strokes gained off the tee 29th. I mean, so he's, he's top 30, if not top 15 in those important stats. Now you did mention putting he's 96th in putting. He, his, his his strokes gained is, is 0.121. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Could he get better? But Sure he can, but it, I don't think it's the putter that's been letting him down as much the last couple of weeks as, you're right, making some poor decisions, getting himself into some bad positions off the tee, compounding those problems once he gets a little off off position, right? It's the, Those are, everyone gets out of position. 
It's how do you recover from being out of position and making sure that you don't turn a bogey into a double or triple. You can't, you can't recover at this level with doubles and triples in the final round. Well, and uh, you know, if, if things start going the wrong direction too, then, then you start to kind of press and try to hit shots that you wouldn't normally hit in that type of situation. Try to get yourself closer to the hole and get back. Um, and, and you hit some, you hit some bad shots like he did on 14 in, in Sunday's round where he hit the ball in the water. Um, and so those types of things are all things that lead into the decision that he's made. 17th in the world, top 30 in official money at 29th. Yeah. So he's, you know, Tony's got enough good things going for him. Here's hoping that he'll find the right caddy combination that will allow him to play the best and kind of unlock the potential that uh, that we all know is there, and he yeah. he has so many fans. And you read the the social media posts about him, and they they're very positive. People talk about he's such a good guy. He's so great for the tour, but man, uh, not not performing on Sunday. And so it's it's understandable. I know he feels that he knows it. Uh, yeah. he, he'd be the first to admit that he's got to do better on Sundays, and so he's he's making a change to try to make that happen. So, as you said, um, his swing coach, Boyd Summerhays, is on the bag this week. Um, and then uh, they'll start trying out caddies to see um, the following week at the WGC to, to see if guys fit and he feels comfortable with, with new caddies. Interesting. Caddy tryouts starting next week, huh? Yep. All right. That's correct. Well, that'll be – we'll look for some, some news on that front. Uh, really good job, Bob, talking to – uh, your source inside Tony Finau's camp. We got to take a short break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one next. Stay tuned. The back nine still to come. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much to Kenny Perry for joining us here on the first nine, hour number one of Real Golf Radio. Still to come on the back nine, we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy, Scott Michaud as well. He's a veteran golf journalist, currently writing for the Global Golf Post, long time with the Augusta Chronicle, and lives there in Augusta, Georgia. So we'll check in with him. Always curious to see if he's hearing anything yeah. out of Augusta National and the Masters camp as far as what that might look like come November I don't know. It's interesting. We hear reports that they're going to start increasing the bubble size on the PGA Tour coming up next week, starting to allow families mm-hmm. and a few sponsor guests to uh, be around and be there to watch uh, and, and view the, the tournament live. So they're going to start expanding it, see what happens, and hopefully eventually get to some fans. I think the PGA said 100% no fans in San Francisco. Um, but uh, you, you hope that maybe you start to see some things that were – It'll be safe to have fans at Augusta in November. If not, I mean, it's. I, I think at this point they still go ahead and hold it, don't you, Bob? Yeah, I think I think they do. Um, you know, it's it's pretty interesting where we're at coming into August now, and we're entering uh, major championship season. You know, as we've talked about, Harding Park coming up here in a couple of weeks for the PGA Championship. Then we've got, uh, uh, you know, the 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 tour championship and the playoffs. And then we've got in September, we've got the U S open and, and November as we're talking about the masters. So it's, uh, it's all going to be culminating here pretty quick and it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it all works out. I think there's going to be a lot of masters masks that uh, will be available for sale. Should we have fans, Come November, here's hoping, right? I hope you're all safe out there. Thanks for joining us. Again, we got a fun back nine, hour number two straight away. We also got to touch on Tiger and his performance last week. Not exactly sharp, but uh, hopefully uh, the best is yet to come for Tiger. Stay tuned. Back nine's next.
USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. Christopher Columbus statues have been removed from a couple of parks in Chicago overnight. The Chicago Tribune reports Mayor Lori Lightfoot is hoping to avoid another high-profile confrontation between police and protesters. A statement released earlier today from the mayor's office said the statues had been temporarily removed until further notice, adding the move is an effort to protect public safety and to preserve a safe space for an inclusive and democratic public dialogue about city symbols. Not all of the city's Italian-American groups are on board, but some groups gave their blessing. The Toronto Blue Jays may have found a temporary home for the COVID-shortened MLB season that just got underway. Reports say the club will play their home games in Buffalo at their AAA affiliates ballpark. The Canadian government turned down the ball club's request to play at their home park, citing coronavirus concerns. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature, changing the world, one life at a time. Once you start taking it, if you stop, you realize how much it was helping you because all those pains and stuff start coming back. I've always felt very tired and I just don't have any energy and that's all changed. I can't remember the last time I felt as good as I do now. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. The pandemic has forced a number of restaurants to close their doors, leaving millions without a job. Now there is a report that a number of those restaurants will remain shuttered even after the pandemic. USA Radio's John Clemens has this story. Every segment of the economy has been hurt by COVID-19, but restaurants have lost more jobs and lost the most revenue than any other in the country. Now people like consultant Mark Siebert of iFranchise tells us many of those restaurants may remain closed. I would say it's going to be somewhere between 10 and 20 percent of the restaurants that are out there are not going to reopen. Given that there's almost 700,000 restaurants in the U.S., that would mean 60 to 120,000 potentially new locations or locations that landlords are going to have to fill. They will be getting very aggressive with their pricing in that process to try and get those places filled instead of having dark stores. For the USA Radio Network, I'm John Clemens. You're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile... Walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. A Republican senator is looking for the impeachment of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. USA Radio's John Hunt has the story. 
Kentucky Senator Dr. Rand Paul said that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo should be impeached for what he sees as a mishandling of that state's coronavirus response. Well, I think what you found in New York is that we ended up having horrendous death. We had 30-some-odd thousand people die. Their death rate is about 1,600 per million, the highest in the country, eight times worse than Florida, ten times worse than Texas. So I don't think there's a lot in New York that we can look to and say, oh, that's what we should model after. In fact, I really think uh, Governor Cuomo ought to be impeached for the worst public health decision maybe in a century, sending patients with coronavirus back to nursing homes. Paul also said he thinks about 25 percent of New York is now immune to the virus because so many people got it at the beginning of the pandemic. For USA Radio News. I'm John Hunt. Florida has surpassed 400,000 COVID-19 cases. The state reports more than 402,000 cases with an average of 10,700 cases per day over the last seven days. More than 5,600 people have died from COVID in the Sunshine State. The numbers come as the U.S. tops 4 million confirmed cases and days after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suggested conditions in his state were improving. The South and parts of the West are dealing with a surge in coronavirus cases. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517, 800-932-5517, once again, that's 800-932-5517. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch, it starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Dave Glauser producing. Thanks for joining us here on this uh, wonderful weekend as we wrap up the month of July. Hard to believe that, right? We got August right around the corner. Kenny Perry joined us in hour number one. Definitely going to want to go back and listen to that if you missed it. It's available on our Twitter handle. We'll post all the segments there for you. At Real Golf is where you can listen. And, of course, any of your favorite podcaster sites, it's available for download there as well. Also, still to come here on the back nine, America's favorite caddy stops by. Really anxious to get his thoughts on Tony Finau that's parting ways with his caddy. Not that there's anything wrong with Tony parting ways with his caddy. It just brings to light, like, here's a guy that's so close to winning and yet hasn't been able to get it done. So a caddy gets fired, moving on to something different. Just that whole psyche and that whole relationship and and the, the thoughts from the caddy's perspective, I think, is going to be 
insightful. Also, Scott Michaud from the Augusta, formerly of the Augusta Chronicle, now with Global Golf Post, will join us with uh, news from Augusta. So uh, we will look forward to welcoming him coming up here in just a little bit. Bob, last week we were all anxious to see Tiger Woods and his return to golf. Mm -hmm. I I guess the word would be rust. Is that where you're going to go? Yeah, I would say rusty, no doubt about it. Um, Tiger Woods, you know, first time he played in five months, last last event he played was the Genesis Open in, in L.A., you know, back in uh, February. Yeah. So before they came to the West, from, off the West Coast swing to Florida and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, Tiger, definitely rusty. You know, um, he hit a lot of good shots, but hit a lot of bad shots, made, made too many unforced errors and um, bogeys and double bogeys. And it cost him, uh, shot, you know, had a chance to, to, uh, to capture the 83rd, uh, event of his career to, to become number one in wins on the PGA tour. And, you know, that final round of what 76, um, cost him an opportunity, um, as well as some other rounds, uh, during the week, but those cost him an opportunity of getting that win. Yeah, 71, 76, 71, 76. I mean, yeah. uh, now, now to be fair, the scoring average on Sunday at, uh, Memorial was 76. So it yes. was a very, very difficult final round as I, you, you figure tiger shot basically even par as the scoring average goes. Right. So mm-hmm. I, you wouldn't, it wasn't a huge outlier, but still to see two, a pair of 76s on the card for the week, for Tiger Woods. Now let's look at, you know, if you go back to Genesis, which again, this probably makes no sense because it's, you mentioned it's five months apart, but you know, he, his final two rounds on the weekend, 76, 77, and then go 71, 76, 71, 76. So interesting to, to note. I don't, I don't know if there's a trend there. Like I said, probably too much distance between we'll get into all of it next. Thanks for joining us. Hour number two, the back nine continues next. How did Callaway create their most advanced tour ball ever? They took Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball, and started from scratch, re-engineering every aspect of Chrome Soft from cover to core to make their best-performing tour ball even better. Callaway invested significantly in their U.S.-based golf ball facility in Chicopee, Massachusetts, in order to achieve the next level of innovation. There, they built the new Chrome Soft with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover to deliver an unmatched combination of speed, consistency, spin, and control for complete performance. And now the new 2020 Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X are both available with alignment enhancing triple track technology. So you'll have that performance lined up from tee to green. This ball changes everything. Get your new Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You might remember our supercomputer, that number-crunching golf junkie that harnessed its AI brilliance to create flash fakes, a technology that unlocked performance never before seen in a driver. Well, after our supercomputer nailed the whole making a driver go farther thing, we gave it a new challenge to design faces for the number one irons of golf. 
so our Maverick engineers meticulously programmed our supercomputer. It was churning and machine learning until... Beam! Maverick Irons! A breakthrough in iron construction with uniquely designed faces throughout every set. Highly optimized performance for every type of player. We're talking explosive distance, incredible ball speed, and pin-seeking control. As for the supercomputer, it's training for its next assignment. Maverick from Callaway, the number one irons in golf. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. Well, what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, low Ready to fish. Find your river quiver at riversmith.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. This segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. In fact, last week on tour, Odyssey was number one putter in play on the PGA, European, and Corn Ferry Tours with strong showings from all their staffers, including Matt Wallace. You can get all the Odyssey Tour highlights at odysseygolf.com. 13 worldwide wins in 2020 on a limited schedule. Closest competitor with nine. So, uh, yeah, when it comes to WGCs, PGA Tours worldwide, Mm -hmm. major championships, more Players turn to Odyssey than any other putter in golf. Odyssey, number one putter in golf. And uh, we kind of left off talking about Tiger Woods there, Bob. Uh, and, and just kind of yep. going in, I don't know that you can necessarily say it's a trend. Uh, like I said, five months apart, you look at the weekend yeah, at the Genesis. Right, but the weekend at the Genesis was not good. And then last week was, again, I would say rusty at, at best. 71-76, 71-76. But... At least Tiger hung in there. He made the cut. He's never missed the cut at the Memorial, and he kept that streak going. He's won five times there. He didn't make it six. He didn't get his 200th top 10 finish. That's all still to come. So, as you mentioned, looking for win 83, 200 top top 10s in his PGA Tour career. But still, great to have Tiger back in the field. Well, you know, in the first round, um, he was a little bit more on top of his game in the first round, uh, driving the ball 305 yards. His accuracy only was only 57%. His greens and regulation were 72%. And his strokes gained was 0.354. So um, he made four birdies, three bogeys, um, and, you know, and, and got in at one under par. Now, we, you know, uh, the interesting thing is, is that Tiger in shooting 76 in the second round, um, you know, he really had to get some help to get, get himself back inside the cut line. Yeah, he did. And, and, and he was able to do that. But, uh, but, you know, strokes game putting, this really, he was minus 1.7. So he was giving away almost two shots to the field just in putting alone. And his driving accuracy was only 35% mm. and 55% of his greens. So that, that um, worked out to be a 76. Then, then it turned around a little bit more uh, on Saturday, uh, shooting or, or hitting at 305, 57% of his inaccuracy off the tee. Uh, 61% greens and regulation and 0.3 strokes gain putting. And then in the final round, um, 282 off the tee, 
but but 71% driving accuracy, 61% in greens, and then again, a minus 0. 0.341 mm. in his strokes game putting. So um, still, that's three, actually, that doesn't, the, yeah. the score doesn't tell the whole story. Those stats are pretty telling to hit that many fairways and that many greens under those type right. of conditions. That's right. pretty good ball striking. Right. Uh, and as you mentioned, the yep. putter, uh, let him down, but the greens were extremely difficult. They were, and they were really hard. Um, they were really fast, especially going downhill. Um, and in that final round, you know, he made five bogeys and a double bogey. So, um, against three birdies. So, um, yes, it was kind of Jekyll and Hyde roller coasters, st- kind of, kind of the, the stuff that we see out of Rory McIlroy when he's not quite at the top of his game, you see that the, the roller coaster, um, in his scores, uh, Tiger's kind of there right now, but as we've talked about, he was rusty last week and, uh, we'll see him again here pretty soon, probably at the PGA championship, if not next week at, um, the WGC. Yeah, well, the big story also outside of Tiger's return last week was John Rahm uh, getting the victory, shooting. I mean, what a final round. It, it mm-hmm. ended up being a 75, 68 in, on Saturday, 69, 67, 68, 75, but that included a two-shot penalty at the end. He, he called it one of the, the greatest rounds of golf he's ever played, and it, it was really super tough conditions. He held it together. It would have been easy as the front runner to to sure. fold and let somebody back in the pack but he ended up winning by three shots it, it was just real shooting 75 winning by three shots for all intents and purposes he won by five shots uh going away especially with that chip in for what would have been a birdie on 16 but uh before we get into the penalty pub uh just your thoughts on john rom who uh, is the first spaniard to be the number one and just the second Spaniard to be number one in the world since Seve Ballesteros. That's pretty cool stuff. Well, pretty cool stuff, and he's done it in a short period of time. What four years on the PGA Tour? Um, he's you know he's won a bunch of times. He's won five or six times on tour. Um, the thing that he needs to do Actually, now his fourth is fourth win, but yeah, at four, yeah, four, four wins. What he needs to do now is he's put himself at the number one in the world. Now he needs to go out and win a major championship. So he's got an opportunity to do uh, to do that with with um, three majors this year and then having four next year. So seven majors in the in what in the next uh, probably eight months, seven months, something like that. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool to see how this all works out. But you know he played some great golf. He extended his lead out to what eight shots at one point, yeah. and then and then it started to get whittled away as as he made some bogeys. And Brian Palmer um, ended up getting kind of close, but then you know the 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 great thing was watching him hit that that shot on the sixteenth hole. How how he hold that? He got pumped. You know, we thought it was a birdie, and then we started seeing the close in of the cameras and all that kind of stuff again. And 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 that whole thing reared its head when all those rules were supposed to be taken care of. And it, it okay. Wasn't wait in a this minute. Case. Wait a minute. So you're saying you're not you don't think that that should have been the case because of the high def camera rule. You're saying it required a high def camera and it shouldn't have been a penalty and a zoomed in camera. So you the, don't think the, it sh- the rule states the rule states that if it can't be seen if it if it can't be seen by by the normal view the naked eye and the naked eye then it then it shouldn't it shouldn't be brought into play and it definitely was brought into play well it was pretty clear you know he touched down and 
And a lot of people getting on him saying, how could he not see it move? Well, you know, when you're, and, and, and I think this was brought up in the broadcast as well, but when you're chipping, you're yeah. looking at the hole as you're getting, you know, and I don't think. Or he, the spot you want the ball to land or whatever. You're, you're, there's a lot that goes into it. And that ball oscillated just slightly and stayed there. And, um, and, it, and it took a close up view to be able to see that. So if the player didn't see it and the playing partner didn't see it, but it was caught on that, that video, you don't think it should have been assessed? No, hmm. I don't. Interesting. Well, it clearly moved. Not, a, not according to the rules of golf. It well, it, it didn't require a complete zoom in. I mean, it just if you were to look at the ball, you Pretty can much. see it move. Pretty much. Okay. All right. I guess we'll argue about this one. I Look, thankfully, it didn't cost the tournament. He still was no. able to chip it in. And yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I... People say, well, that would have happened to a lot of players, you know, all the time. But if, you know, the, and they, not that they're trying to cheat, just they don't see it and there's no cameras yeah. on them. So nobody knows yeah. it actually happened. Yeah. And were it not for the cameras, still nobody would have known that would have happened. Right. So I, I think genuine surprise and shock by John Rom when Amanda Balionis told him that they needed to yes. review that live on TV. And so. When you when you see the response, there was no sheepishness about it. There was no chance no. he was trying to get away with anything. He literally didn't know what happened. Interesting enough, uh, he becomes uh, John Rom becomes the fourth player with at least one win in each of the last four seasons on the PGA Tour, joining, joining Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, and Justin Thomas. So there's the consistency you're looking for. He's yep. number one in the world now, and as you mentioned, the next hurdle for him is picking up that major Keep winning championship. Winning and getting a major, get a major. That's right. Yep. Keep it going. So hey. We'll take a short break. When we come back, America's favorite caddy stops by. We'll look forward to visiting with him. We'll touch on the storyline with uh, Tony Finau, uh, splitting ways with his caddy and all the nuances that kind of go into that player-caddy relationship and when does it end and all of how the caddies handle that from their perspective. I think it's going to be an interesting perspective. Caddy joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. 
Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for being here. Uh, trying to catch up with the caddy. Hopefully we'll get him at some point. Hey, by the way, this segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and a true breakthrough in golf ball innovation, the Chrome Soft X. The modern tour ball is available now. If you like increased distance, consistent ball flight, incredible feel, and control, and optimized aerodynamics, well, then you might want to check out CallawayGolf.com or better yet, pick you up a new Chrome Soft X 2020. Bob, you and I had a chance to play those this week and yep. I, I i love the feel i'm telling you it's it's fantastic it feels a little firmer i don't know it feels just a slightly a little firmer than my other one yeah it's got a little uh a little better sound off the club club face no doubt about it goes plenty far performs yep. well around the green uh mm-hmm. really good as i've talked about so uh and i think your uh test was first hole birdie so well done first hole birdie second hole par okay oh, should have got that ball for you earlier in the round I might have shot nine under par if I go birdie par birdie par birdie par all the way that would be a fun round I could do that yeah it would be a fun round birdie every other hole mm-hmm. oh yeah well you've shot more you shot better than nine under before but probably wasn't in that necessarily rhythmic pattern huh no not in that pattern <laughs> Hey, so uh, also we, we were talking about Tiger in the last segment. Uh, notable to mention that Tiger not playing in the WGC FedEx next week, saying that uh, he's doing what he feels best to prepare for the upcoming PGA Championship and the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, your thoughts on Tiger not playing next week at the FedEx? Well, if it comes down to um, a FedEx Cup, uh, or not a FedEx Cup, but uh, a WGC FedEx Championship um, and a major um, he's going to go towards the major every single time. Sure. And so Harding Park is a golf course that, that he's played, that he's played well at. Yeah, really um, well. 
And and so, you know, why not? He he just comes off of getting a rep, uh, getting reps last week at Memorial. And so he's going to take he's taking this week off and taking next week off. He's going to hone his game down. He's going to do what he does to get ready for major championships. And he's going to be ready when he gets there. So there you go. Uh, it's literally two weeks away from the PGA Championship at Harding Park. He yep. typically doesn't play the week before Prior. a yeah. major, but he usually plays the WGCs. He's won 18 of them uh, at last yeah. count, so that's that's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, but he will not be in the field, and then Harding Park uh, awaits August 6th through the 9th, the Wyndham Championship uh, the following week, and then it's the playoffs, the Northern Trust at TPC Boston, the BMW at Olympia Fields, and then the Tour Championship at Eastlake. And then we're looking for U.S. Open coming up two weeks after that with the Ryder Cup being postponed. Uh, that really is kind of the the kickoff. And then and then we'll see, right? I mean, still on the schedule is the 2020-2021 you know, events we're, we're, you know, we're talking about the Safeway open, you know, it's Silverado where Cameron champ will be the defending champion. It's hard to believe that it it didn't feel like that was that long ago that that he won that event. Here we are already (laughs) circling back around to it. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, um, some time off because of some canceled events and then Sanderson farms, first of October leading into the masters, which is, you know, the 12th through the 15th, which we're hoping. And by the way, coming up here in just a few minutes, we're going to welcome Scott Michaud, from formerly of the Augusta Chronicle. He's an Augusta native, and he writes for Global Golf Post now, and uh, he's got some insight for us and some updates from Augusta, so we'll look forward to that. I'm not sure what we're going to end gonna up say, getting the caddy was, here. but Yeah, I was going to say something also about Tiger. You know, you went through the schedule there. So he played last week. He's going to take two weeks off. He's going to play the, the, um, the PGA Championship. Then he's going to take a week off, and then, and then, you know, hopefully we see him for three weeks in a row. Um, leading into the playoffs. So, and then, and then he's off a week and then he goes to the, goes to the, the U S open. So when you look at the schedule and what's there, Tiger's picking and choosing to making sure he gets adequate rest, um, that the back's good and, um, and he can play those events that he needs to play and the majors that he needs to play the next couple. It's interesting to note that on the bottom of PGATour.com at the moment, it still says sign up for the 2021 President's Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, that's going to be 22. Yeah, that's going to be 22. Hey, uh, if we can't get up with the caddy, I want to catch up with the caddy. I did want to talk about what we teased coming into this because mm-hmm. uh, we, and we mentioned this in the last hour, but with Tony Finau splitting ways with his caddy, uh, and, and Greg Bodine's been with him for uh, since his rookie year, I know it's a hard thing. I'm sure it's difficult for Tony, but he he made a change, and and obviously he made the change in hopes of um, improving on what has been disappointing results. I mean, Tony has put himself there time and again, only to fall short, especially on a Sunday. Uh, you had a chance to talk with uh, somebody in Tony's camp. Tell us what you learned, and what was some of the reasonings, maybe why they were why they decided to go ahead and make the move. Well, I, I think, first of all, it was a difficult decision. Um, it was dis- a difficult decision to let him go, but things were getting stale and things were getting old. They felt like they needed that he needed something or he felt like he needed something or someone to kind of push him when when um, when he was in, let's say he's in contention to kind of push him along, to not take take things safe. Um, and so. 
they have consulted with, you know, the phone's blowing up right now with with people that want to be on the bag. Because face it, Tony is one of the great players. He's a Ryder Cupper. He's a President's Cupper. He's proven that he he can get himself into contention. He's proven that he can deal with the pressure. Um, and if you you're know, betting on him at 30 years old, you're expecting, yeah, you know, he's going to have yeah. a long career. And make, Next 10 years. Yeah. And that's the other thing, you know, um, this person said that, that for the next 10 years is what he really is focusing on now. Um, you know, he wants to make more Ryder Cups. He wants to make more Presence Cups. He wants to win more golf tournaments. He wants to win a major championship. You know, face it, he's played the Masters twice, and he finished like ninth, and he finished um, fifth, I think, in the last two times he's played the Masters. It's a golf course that sets up wonderfully for him. So um, they've had some talk from with with other caddies, uh, well-established caddies, uh, Bones, Mackay, and and also Stevie Williams. They've they've talked with them, kind of in a consulting type of a uh, aspect. Not that they're going to caddy for him, um, but they are kind of they know Tony's abilities and and his play and his talent, and they're kind of giving them some ideas on uh, some caddies that can help him get to the next level. So um, it's, I, I think it's all a good thing. It's a hard thing. Um, you know, he's, those guys have been together now for four or five years. Um, as Kenny Perry said, you know, it becomes part of the family. Um, but to get to the next level, I think they felt like they needed to, to move on to get, uh, to get somebody on the bag. That's uh, that can, that can help him get to the next level. I wanted to ask the caddy if there's like breakup protocol, you know, I mean, do you do it in person? Do you make a phone call? I'm assuming you don't just text somebody that kind of information, right? No. I'm sure it's a bigger no. decision than that, but it, it harkens back to the Seinfeld days of, of old. I know shocking that I would go there, but you know, what is it appropriate? You know, with the whole breakup, you know, what are, what are the breakup <laughs> protocols? So I wanted to know what the caddy breakup protocols are because yeah. I, I'm sure they're, and I don't mean to make light of it. It's, it's, it's a livelihood uh, and it's a, it's a very personal decision. And as Kenny, I think Kenny shed some great light on it, you know, and you pointed out they become family. They are their integral part and you don't, you don't necessarily want, it's not necessarily that they've done a bad job. Right. You just have to shake things up. This is part of sports. Yep. You know, when you're looking at any other sport, you've got talent on the field or the golf or the court or what have you. But if it's not clicking, if it's not working, if the results aren't what you're expecting them to be, then something has to change and you yes. don't fire the athletes. Sure. That's in right. scenarios, some team scenarios, you will trade an athlete, but more often than not, a coach gets fired. A general manager yeah. gets let go. Something, someone has to, something has to be shook up in order to make a change. And that's what's happening here with Tony. It's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. We've gotten close to caddies, a lot of them over the years, and uh, especially our own caddy that comes on with us. So I, I know that's something that I don't know with, with the caddy's history if he was ever let go or if he chose to leave. And that's another thing. Caddies right. find themselves in a situation where they have to say, hey, 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 bud, I, I've got this opportunity. I'm going to go chase it. And yeah. that can be just as difficult for a player to lose a caddy as it is for a caddy to get fired by a player. Especially if you've been playing well. Um, it, it, but I would imagine that, that Tony probably talked to him um, probably before they left town at the last event. Um, you know, those guys, caddies and players, a lot of times they'll, they'll be on the same planes together. Uh, they'll travel together. Um, they, you know, 
there's there's a whole thing that goes along with it. So before it went too far down the road, I would imagine Tony um, spoke with with him and uh, and then and then uh, Ed spoke with Boyd and and Boyd's on the bag was on the bag this week. So I I know there's a lot of good bags out there, but I would think that oh, yeah. this has got to be a top at least a top twenty. I might say a top ten bag right now. Yeah, it's a really good bag, and 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 it's like like they said, the phone's blowing up right now. Guys are guys are trying to call them to get on the bag, but they're also probably trying to call Stevie and 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 Bones to lobby to them to get on the bag too. Especially since those guys are talking to to Tony and his group. So and and you know what, Greg Greg will get a great bag because he's been in the heat of contention, and and he'll he'll pick up a good bag from a player too. Yeah, I think it would be harder from a psyche standpoint. I think it would be harder to, uh, as a player, to have your caddy leave you. Because then oh, you're like, I, I, yeah, yeah. Because then you're like, wait, uh, well, what? You, you're going to take this young stud here because I'm you not think. good enough? Yeah, you think he's got a better chance of, of making <laughs> you money than me? What, you think I'm old? You think I'm done? You think I'm out to yep. pasture? You're going with this? I'll I mean, show you. <laughs> and yet. You, there's probably part of you in the back of your mind go, oh, geez, I don't know, man, that Colin Morikawa guy, I, I've heard good things about him. He might be a player, you know, yeah. <laughs> for instance. Yeah. Um, we The famous one was, of course, when um, um, Freddie Couples, uh, yeah. his, his caddy said, hey, you know, I'm I'm headed out to, uh, to you know, I got an opportunity to caddy for Tiger Woods. And Freddie's like, yeah. take it, man. That's Joe LaCava. Yeah, Joe yep. LaCava. Thank you. I forgot his yep. name for a minute. But he's, he, he'll tell Joe, hey, yeah, you got to take that. Yep. Right? So I, I, think the, do it. I think the guys get it. No doubt about it. So Yeah, they hey. understand it. And it's all part of it. It's all part of it. You know, some players only like a caddy for three or four weeks. And then they move on and, and hire somebody three or four, the next three or four weeks. So it's just, it's it's part of the deal. You don't see guys stick together for long periods of time. I'll tell you what, depending on how they finish, you know, he, he uh, Tony might pull a, a Keith on, on Boyd and make him just follow him around and keep playing. Right. <laughs> so, yep. Ha- happened to you for sure. All right. We'll take a short break. Sorry. We missed the caddy. We'll catch up to him next week. Scott Michaud joins us next. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. At Callaway, we spent years obsessing over how to deliver golfers a better tour ball. New materials were discovered. Recipes were fine-tuned. Then, finally, all the blood, sweat, and late nights in the lab produced Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball. Soon, Callaway was the fastest-growing major golf ball brand in the game. You'd think after such a feat, we sat back and cracked a cold one. No way. Come on, man. That wasn't enough. Instead, our engineers set out to achieve the next big thing, a complete reinvention. That's right. We blew it all up and doubled down big time, investing in our Massachusetts ball plant with state-of-the-art machinery and expanding our team of progressive-thinking engineers, all in pursuit of a revolution in golf ball innovation. So, here we are, a new Chrome Soft with game-changing distance, incredible feel, and exceptional control. 
our highest quality and most consistent tour ball imaginable. The new ChromeSoft 2020. This ball changes everything. You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers. Not Callaway. Because maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates the the kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And of course, they all come with ball-speed-generating jailbreak technology. New distances out there, it takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. That's Real Golf Radio. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us and uh, appreciate uh, the good guests that we've had on and really excited to welcome in our good friend. He's uh, writing now, senior golf writer. He's been doing it for a long time, was at the Augusta Chronicle forever, and and now writing for Global Golf Post. Scott Michaud joining us right now. Hey, Scott, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Uh, I mean, it's fun to finally have some golf to talk about. We've been talking about sort of scenarios and golf history and wouldn't it be interesting if and all this stuff for six or seven weeks. And it's now it's been fun to be able to have some actual events to talk about. It is. It's nice seeing seeing uh, real golf being played. It's nice seeing the caliber of the fields uh, that are showing up at these events that have never had quality fields like this before. And it's really interesting watching Dustin Johnson shoot a pair of eighties and then a seventy eight. Mm. So I, you know, I don't know what to make of what's happening in golf right now, but it's uh, it's good to have something to uh, to to watch that's fresh and new. And the crazy thing is, as you said. Um, you know, him him shooting scores like that after just winning just a few weeks ago at Hartford. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it just really shows you that this game can mess up uh, uh, everyone's head. And I hope his back issues aren't serious, but you, it makes you think it, it could be something when you see a guy like that uh, who was in peak form, uh, like you said, three weeks ago, uh, yep. struggling struggling like the rest of us. Hey Scott, you know one of the a couple of the storylines so far. I think you have to look at Colin Morikawa and what he's been able to do, playing some fantastic golf. Uh, big questions about how Brooks would play in his return. Uh, you know, what about Tiger? We've only seen him for for one event. Uh, what's your take on those three storylines and and others that have sort of stood out to you so far? Well, obviously Bryson, uh, which which would be the other one. But t- talk about those players and and your thoughts. Well, Colin Morikawa, I mean, this guy is phenomenal. I believe I sent out a tweet uh, earlier this season when he was uh, coming close to, to winning another uh, event earlier. And I said, How, you know, what's the over-under on this guy becoming world number one? And I think I mentioned in tw- somewhere in 2021. Uh, I may be on track with that at this pace. I mean, he is he's really uh, a phenom at this point and so consistent. Uh, I just, I just think he's got, he's got special written all over him. 
uh, as for Brooks, uh, I'm a little concerned that, uh, that maybe, uh, his knee, uh, is a bigger issue than he's trying to let on. It's a little unsettling to see him, uh, so far down in, in the, in the PGA Tours point rankings that he wouldn't even be making it into the playoffs at this point. Uh, so, so that, that, that is a big concern, but you know, for some, some reason, I think when they show up at Harding Park in two weeks, Brooks's name is going to be somewhere on that leaderboard. So I, I just have a, a funny feeling that he's not going to give up on that just yet. Uh, well, as for Tiger, he's just oh, rusty. I mean, I mean, I, you know, Tiger just looked a little rusty, uh, and it was uh, on a golf course that was not going to allow any rust uh, to break through there. I mean, he was, you know, that that course beat everyone up. So I'm not going to read too much into it. I think I think we'll see Tiger be uh, a little bit better, but you know, he's dealing with age and and dealing with a lot of talented golfers out there right at the moment. So, you know, the interesting thing is, is that we had two weeks in a row at Muirfield Village, Jack's place. Um, the first week, the guys loved the golf course. It was perfect weather conditions. Um, the guys were able to shoot some great scores. And I'll tell you what, they put the teeth in that dang golf course for the next week. Oh, I mean, teeth, good grief. That thing was, was chewing them up and spitting them out. Uh, it was it was brutal to watch uh uh, you know, on the weekend, uh, some of those greens looked unhittable and you saw Phil maybe making his Shinnecock kind of statement by laying up on a par three and, uh, putting from the fairway. Uh, you know, I, it, it really was, uh, pretty tricked up for, for, uh, an event like that. But I think Jack wanted to, to maybe take the place of the British open that was supposed to be going on saying, Hey, let's make it a major this week. Uh, and, and he got, and he got quite a, uh, you know, quite a lot of fun watching guys, uh, you know, try to, to figure out the riddle. Hey, Scott, I, I sort of didn't get a chance to give you a chance to answer this one, but Bryson's done some pretty interesting uh, stuff. Um, you know, he's obviously come out as about twice the size that he was the last time we saw him. But, you know, he goes and overpowers the golf course. He gets a W. And, you know, all of a sudden everyone's talking about this. And, and he's starting to talk about what, what lines maybe he would take at Augusta. And uh, being there uh, close, you know, to where you live and obviously uh, covering the, the Masters for so long, do, do, I mean, I can't imagine Augusta responding and trying to Bryson proof like they did Tiger proof back in 05. But what, what do you what do you suppose or is there any rumblings uh, with the, the committees or the, the chairman back there about what Bryson's doing and the ball speed he's attaining? Well, there have been no rumblings coming out of Augusta National lately. They have been on radio silence uh, ever since announcing the postponement. But I, I kind of chuckled when I, I saw him say that he was talking about on 13, hitting his drive through into 14 yeah. fairway. And yeah. the, my first thought was they could have trees sitting there tomorrow. If, he, if he's going to make comments like that. And there might be, there might be some little pine trees that are extending just a little further out from where they stick out now uh, to see, to see if he really wants to try something like that. I'm not sure what advantage that would give him. I guess he'd be a, you know, a more of a downhill shot into the, into the green, but, and less of a side hill lie. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's interesting watching him do the golf courses, what he's doing. I mean, it's pretty amazing, uh, the success he has had so far, but then you did see, uh, 
uh, last week or, or when he had took the 10 uh, mm-hmm. and missed the cut, you know, you step on the gas uh, enough. You're going to, you're going to go through the fence uh, every now and then. And so, uh, and he quite literally did uh, that week. So, you know, it's not something we've ever seen anyone harness uh, uh, like he's trying to do. Uh, but so far uh, it's really impressive to watch. So you, you mentioned we, we were talking about Augusta National, and you said that it's radio silence right now. There's nothing slipping out as far as um, fans being able to attend this year, um, all, all that kind of stuff? Well, that's what's been curious. I'm, I wrote a story that's coming out uh, this weekend uh, in Global Golf Post Plus uh, about the, the concern that the community has and the business leaders have about whether or not Augusta is going to be able to pull it off and have fans uh, out there. Uh, obviously that means an awful lot. You know, if you have a, a tournament with no patrons, that's not going to do the, the local community a lot of good economically. It'll be a great TV show, uh, and they'll get their broadcast money, but it's not going to be the same for the local hotels and the restaurants and everybody, as you know, uh, that depend on that every year. But there is this kind of faith that if anybody can pull it off, Augusta National is the one that can do it. They have the, re- the means and the resources and sort of the, the know-how to get things done that maybe nobody else could. So whether it's uh, reducing their fields in some uh, fashion, which they have not been reaching out to any badge holders or any practice round ticket holders to ask them whether they were coming or whether they wanted rain checks or anything. So we have to assume they're thinking about trying to have everybody there still. So, uh, but I would imagine I've heard rumors that they, you know, they have up to seven contingency plans, uh, you know, ranging from no fans to all fans, uh, and everything in between. It could include testing people, uh, if they want to go in, uh, it could include a number of things, but they've not said anything yet. And I suspect we won't hear anything until about September when normally people who applied for the lottery next year, uh, would be getting notification of whether they were accepted or rejected. Uh, and I think that gives them sort of a deadline for when they got to make their uh, decision on what to do with the people that uh, have tickets this year. Scott Michaud, Global Golf Post, veteran uh, golf writer joining us here. Of course, uh, covered the Masters, lives just outside Augusta. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty certain that that contingency includes a healthy stock of masters logoed masks that would certainly fly <laughs> off the shelf or maybe be handed out uh, as people arrived at Augusta, if that were the case. I would suspect that is probably the case. And, and I would also suspect that that's going to be the one place you don't see anybody arguing about mm. putting a mask on their face. They yep. will all say, yes, sir. And they will do it. And by the way, that would help with the cell phones because it's hard to talk on a cell phone if you got a mask on. So <laughs> we already know they've taken care of that problem. <laughs> well, there's always those that try, Scott. You know that. So. <laughs> uh, few succeed. Few have ever succeeded. It's true. It's true. The birds are watching, even if you don't see them. You can hear them. You know they're out there. So, hey, um, Scott, do you, do you suspect, as far as patrons go, or any announcements? I, I mean, you you mentioned that you know, obviously, you got to be concerned for for safety with the COVID. But man, it, it, we're talking about a, the health of a community here from an economic standpoint. There's there's a lot of us. I mean, I think um, you know, I'm several thousand dollars into a house that's essentially 
you know, they're going to have to refund. They've had the, my money almost for eight months, nine months now, and they'll have to refund that if the if it actually gets quote canceled, right? And so I, I can see a lot of people that that would have a devastating effect for a lot of people if they had to suddenly you know get that cash back. Where right now it's being sort of held by them because. There's been a simple postponement. That's just one little area that uh, would be affected if, if the tournament wasn't held at all. But that little area adds up. I mean, you're, you're, you're not only talking about the, the, the money that the hotels bring in and the money that the, re- the restaurants bring in and all the other little things that go on, but that, that money that you put into the pocket of, of, of of some family that's renting their house out there. And we're talking, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of family, uh, rent their homes that week. That's money. That's not getting put back into those businesses, uh, for the rest of the year. So it all adds up. It's Mm. really, you know, and they've already suffered uh, a lot like everybody else across the country has for three months with shutdowns and things like that. And restaurants at reduced capacity uh, and everything. And, you know, they, they, it's a double whammy for them. I mean, it really would be, they would lose out on that extra income that they've counted on for ever. And think about the national, as far as their merchandising and everything is concerned. I mean, they rely on that uh, to, you know, basically fund the club and that kind of thing. Um, And, and you know, what, what will they do with that merchandise from 2020? If there are no fans that, that come to the event this year. You notice uh, they they don't put the dates on as many things as they used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Since they've had a couple of rainouts in the past, they tend to just have sort of the Masters logo uh, on the on things now. But I, you know, I'm sure I'm sure they'll figure out something to do with it. But that's the least of anyone's worries. Even if, sure. if they have a tournament with nobody there, their broadcast rights internationally are, are astronomical. They'll bring in plenty of money. Sure, they won't. They you know you saw them. They went for a couple of years without sponsors for the tournament, uh, you know, in the early two thousands and then, you know, didn't blink an eye. So they, they're, they're fine financially. Uh, it's really the community, uh, that are the ones that are really, uh, you know, having the gravest concerns right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Scott, thanks so much for taking some time to join us. So look for that uh, story coming out on global golf post, uh, more in-depth details about Augusta and uh, hopefully we'll, actually have an event come November and that it will be able to be safely held and fans enjoying it and there's something for everyone to look forward to, huh? I certainly hope so. I hope to see you guys there too. Yeah, yeah, me as well. Because I think if they cancel the fans, it's probably going to start limiting the media and, you know, who knows, uh, like the PGA. The PGA invited us to be part of their uh, online press conference remote. or, or yeah, remote yeah. press room. So, uh, that's, I, I will, I will see you in the remote, uh, media center. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll buy you a remote sandwich. So <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Thanks Scott. <laughs> Thanks guys. Right, there you go. Scott Michelle, check him out at global golf post veteran golf writer does a great job. And, uh, we always enjoy visiting with him, especially when it comes to matters of Augusta and the masters. We'll take a short break. More real golf continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. 
Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf and find your right fit. At Uinta Golf, they take customer service to a whole new level. Not only do they fit for clubs, they take pride in servicing customers throughout the entire store. They'll help you find the right shoes, bags, gloves, balls, apparel, and more. You'll find name brand equipment at guaranteed lowest prices every day. So buy it, try it. They know you'll like it because Uinta Golf helped you find the right equipment. Visit Uinta Golf and get custom fit today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. It's been a good show so far. We appreciate all those who have joined us uh, for these first two hours of Real Golf Radio. Kenny Perry, an extended edition in hour number one. Scott Michaud, you just heard him right there, with some uh, good takes on some of the storylines since golf's return and some news out of Augusta, which is to say not a lot of news out of Augusta at this point in time. But I, I think it was a good perspective of the ramifications on that community should yeah. the Masters not be able to have a full event, meaning patrons in attendance. Uh, the the, the trickle-down effect, Bob, as you heard him describe, yeah. even from the money that we spent on our home rental, sure, we're going to be there for eight days. So yeah. not only is the home rental, but, yeah, we're eating every, every night, uh, you know, you're you're buying fuel, you're out at the gas station, all those things, right? Everybody gets affected by that. So here's hoping that despite what we're not hearing and what we're seeing in other tournaments that we'll be able to have fans at Augusta. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a big deal for that, for that town. 
I mean, when you think of Augusta, Georgia, anybody who's a golfer thinks of the Masters. But if you're if you're driving by Augusta, Georgia, it's not it's not a destination place where you're going to where you're going to stop and stay. It is a destination for the week of the Masters. And that's what the whole city counts on. It, it counts on that in all aspects and uh, uh, the commercialism, um, everything that that helps uplift that community with with the Nas- with the Augusta National and and the event is huge for them. So the news and notes uh, from this week, Champions Tour returning to Flint, Michigan next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Rahm is number one in the world after his win that? at Memorial. Um, Tiger is not playing next week at WGC. And Tony Finau parting ways with his caddy. So lots of things uh, that we covered this week in the show. And uh, I, I, it'll be fun to see the champ guys go back. We wish Mike Weir, good friend of ours, uh, the best of luck in his Champions Tour debut next week in Flint. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch and see how he plays. He's used to the golf course. He knows that golf course because he played uh, it, it many, many times. And it will also be fun to see this weekend and what transpires uh, there at the 3M. At TPC Twin Cities. That'll do it for us. For our producer, Dave Glauser, Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for tuning in, as always, right here on Real Golf Radio. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.